Please be seated. Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that we may embrace and ever hold fast to the blessed hope of everlasting life, which you have given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Hear, read, Mark, learn, inwardly digest. If I had to choose words to describe my life in seminary, it would be these. Hear, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest. When I struggle with a part of scripture that makes me uncomfortable, I often come back to this collect, written in 1549 by Archbishop Thomas Cranmer the architect of the first book of common prayer, and a major figure in the English Reformation. Cranmer reminds us this morning that all holy scriptures were written for our learning, and that embracing them helps us hold fast to Jesus. If there were ever a time to hold fast to Jesus, I think it would be now. For more than a week, the death toll has been steadily rising due to the fires raging north of us. Hundreds of people are missing, and thousands have lost their homes. Northern California's air quality has reached dangerously unhealthy levels as we literally breathe in the dust that once composed people's homes and lives. A few weeks ago, as I prepared to stand before you today and say something about the scriptures provided by the lectionary on this, the 26th Sunday after Pentecost, I confess to you that I rolled my eyes a little bit. In the Gospel passage, Jesus foretells the destruction of the temple, and then in response to the disciples' questioning, he urges them not to give in to anxiety, as things around them are out of their control. It's an apocalyptic message. Wars and rumors of wars Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes and famines. At the time, apocalypse didn't seem like prime sermon material, or honestly, anything that I really wanted to think about. But do you know what word I heard over and over this week in Berkeley? As the sun burned an eerie red on the horizon through the smoke, as the coveted N95 face masks sold out, and as classes were canceled and the Cal campus looked more like a ghost town than a thriving center for learning, as the big game was postponed due to very unhealthy air quality conditions? Apocalypse. Okay, God, I hear you. You caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. There is much to be heard and learned 
and inwardly digested from this apocalyptic text. Beware that no one leads you astray, Jesus tells us. Do not be alarmed. Our rootedness, our grounding in times of crisis or tragedy or anxiety must be in the love of God in Jesus Christ. Our relationship with Jesus provides hope when everything seems lost, hopeless. We are called to follow Jesus, to keep our focus and our intention firmly on our commitment to Christ. And see where that leads us, rather than allowing our anxiety to control us. That commitment to Christ does not mean, however, that we are free to abandon the things of this world. We have a responsibility to the very present realities of the people in this parish, in our community, and in our diocese. The following quote has been attributed to Teresa of Avila. Christ has no body on earth now but yours, no hands but yours, no feet but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks with compassion on the world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands with which he blesses all the world. While we do not ever want to place too much emphasis on our own righteousness through what we do, our relationship with God guides and motivates our desire to respond to others with compassion. We all have a part to play in these difficult days. The exhortation from Jesus to not be led astray simply provides bumper rails for our action. Out of the abundant love God pours on us, we are able to freely give to others in their time of need. The writer of Hebrews encourages those of us who are rooted in Christ to provoke one another to love and good deeds. The diocese is collecting money and gift cards to distribute to folks who have suffered loss from the fire. That is one way to express love and good deeds as followers of Jesus. But there are many others. Check on your neighbors. Make sure they have groceries and the supplies that they need if they can't go outside. Pray for all the victims of this disaster as well as those for whom this new fire is a reminder of trauma that they've experienced in the past. Remember that this grief is like any other, and it takes a lot of time to recover, and families will continue to need support and a listening presence long after the smoke has cleared and the rest of us have gone back to our daily lives. Episcopal Relief and Development encourages communities like ours to have a disaster preparedness plan so that we can be as equipped as possible to respond not only if a fire were to break out here in Venetia, but also so we can better understand the needs of others. And I hope that you'll come along to coffee hour after the service where we can talk more about that. 
If I could presume to add a verb to Cranmer's famous prayer, it would be act. We have heard the words of Jesus, encouraging us to not stray from his presence in the midst of calamity. We have learned a little bit about the current context in which this word is spoken, the apocalyptic sense we have of the devastation in our communities. Hopefully, we have inwardly digested that as followers of Jesus, we have a responsibility to care for all of God's children. And now we can imagine and implement ways in which we can act given that knowledge and responsibility. Hear, read, mark, learn, inwardly digest, and act. Where is God calling you to be the hands and feet of Christ today?